nine minutes after 8 p.m. We go into our SMME exchange and we bring you the segment every Tuesday here on Metro FM Talk, taking a look at uh, what's happening in the uh, small business ecosystem. And uh, this evening, uh, we check in with a uh, local market that uh, is solely focused uh, on uh, really being, I guess, a platform for exposure for local products. Now, it's called the Locally Yours Market. It's a monthly market where handmade arts, crafts and produce from local entrepreneurs are sold. And uh, it's all about products that are handmade, grown, crafted, cooked, baked and designed in the Eastern Cape by local entrepreneurs. Now, uh, no better time than now uh, to certainly have some of these conversations. Uh, what with the commitment that uh, in our economic recovery plans uh, there is to localization and uh, to local content. And uh, certainly something about uh, supporting local, uh, but also making sure uh, that uh, we continue to create spaces for local en entrepreneurs who are growing, crafting, cooking, baking, designing, uh, to make sure that they continue to have access to local markets, uh, let alone before we can even have the conversation about uh, the export market. I'm joined by the founder of the Locally Yours Market, uh, Annalise Boita, uh, to talk about this. Annalise, good evening to you and welcome. Hello, Ivanga. Jeez, I'm a wee ever excited to speak to you all the way from Nelson Mandela Bay. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and uh, certainly I know there's a lot of listeners there of Metro FM uh, all the way out in Nelson Mandela Bay. And so we felt it was a good opportunity uh, to check in uh, with the locally yours market, Annalise, and, and get a sense of, you know, just your guys' background, how this uh, came about, and uh, more importantly, how many entrepreneurs in that part of the world can get involved. So Annalise, let's maybe start off here. Uh, if you can just briefly explain to us just the background of the locally yours market. It's a monthly market. How did it all start? So it all started three years ago, March, next year will be our third birthday. Um, I was in Johannesburg for about 20 years and came back to PE, started my own business and realized that there was an opportunity for handmade items. And you know how they say, go, Ayabonga, they said, oh, it will never work. And we were very blessed to meet up with the Mandela Bay Development um, Association. And we started chatting and one idea led to another and had the support of Ayamavantu and his team. And we started the market, and that's well, we haven't looked back. We started with 12 people, and we now, after three years, have a database of about 183 um, full-time crafters that we rotate our market. Mm -hmm. And you have this at uh, the tramways, and I'm quite interested. I mean, you, you're speaking about crafters, but, but uh, I would assume you would probably have a very diverse set of products and, and goods that are on show. For sure. So... Um, we have food, local food, we've got art, mm. we've got craft, we've got performing artists as well, because now that's also another segment that um, needs support. So we have mom artists, balloon artists, face painters, you name it, um, all mm -hmm. within the tramways building. So it's, it's quite an interesting day. You know, it's a family market. Um, and this year, well, last year, actually, we introduced a Friday evening because people have got other commitments on Saturdays. So it's a good place to come on a Friday evening. You know, come and meet up with friends, come and meet the locals and do some local shopping. Um, obviously now, you know, as you mentioned, everyone's talking local. And we've been saying it for three years. So we are delighted to see all the hashtags. Hashtag local, buy local, sh shop local, support local. It's so nice to have um, that voice, that it's those additional voices behind what we've been saying all along. And, and, and talk to me about the impact that COVID-19 has had. I mean, uh, one would think that, you know, as you, uh, as you sort of were rolling this out, that that might have uh, had a sort of a very disruptive impact. And, 
uh, certainly you would have had to do as the economy reopened again. Uh, a lot of work in sort of repopularizing uh, the marketplace and uh, I guess getting people to come through. Sure, without a doubt. Um, it had a devastating impact, um, purely because a lot of the products we, you know, we, we are SMEs. I mean, you're talking micro business, you're talking people that are just starting out and they need that face-to-face interaction. Nevertheless, within two weeks, um, we had started again online, keeping up communication. Um, one of the vendors at our market, for example, is uh, Milkwood Mushrooms, supports all the local farmers. So they could continue to do home deliveries, and through our platform, we could talk to our regular market goers to say, you know, you can have your vegetables and your meats and fruits and things delivered to your home. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, what we did is we actually started online auctions. And uh, we do have a website as well. And so we had auctions. And for those five months where there was no opportunity to actually go out and have markets, um, we still enjoyed a fair amount of support. Obviously not the same. Um, and interesting enough, out of our database, prior to lockdown, 95% of our vendors were doing this full-time and now 98. So, you know, there are additional people that were doing it part-time who are now also doing it full-time. And a tremendous mm. amount of new people, given the economy, um, that have started up businesses. So, you know, for some, yes, I mean, one looks at the economy and um, I lecture part-time in finance. So I'm, I um, really enjoyed uh, listening to you and obviously understanding your perspective. So for me, I, I think one foot in the market and one in the economy and realize the importance. And now more than ever, uh, we have opened, we've had our first market, um, all our protocols were in place. And mm. people were patient. I mean, it bucketed with rain at our first market. And, you know, the local people still came and they still queued and we still had the support. It was phenomenal. How does this change? I mean, and I guess it's, it's an important question because if I think about some of the markets here in Johannesburg, you know, Neighbor Goods, Brown Sense and a few others, in many ways they've flipped the script on, on how we've become accustomed to accessing some of the goods that we have. You know? sort of a, a culture of very hyper-visible supermarkets where you can access anything and convenience stores and everything else. It certainly does take away this idea of a market being a place where not people don't only just go and pay for stuff and buy stuff, but actually it's a place where people can get to meet, have a conversation, you can bring the kids along uh, and you know just have an entire uh, a Saturday or a Sunday experience. Um, uh, how has that you know changed uh, when you think about that in the context of uh, and Nelson Mandela Bay, and uh, I guess the great support that you've received from people there. Um, yeah, with the you know, it changed volume-wise. We haven't, we normally get anywhere between two and a half and three thousand people through our doors, and we most certainly didn't have the volume. And one has to be cautious. And obviously, you know, um, people, we even gave them the opportunity to to book their time in the market, so they didn't have to queue. But to ask you, has it really changed? No, because, you know, in Nelson Mandela Bay, we smile with our eyes. So people came. They came with their masks. They understood the temperatures, the registers that had to be completed. Um, I think, you know, as long as, as um, people are prepared to accept that that is the law and that is how we conduct the market, it was uh, everyone who was there had a great time. One just has to be cautious, you know, when eating and sanitizing and cleaning and all of that. But it kind of is. I mean, some people really detest the slogan, the new norm. But it, mm. for now, it is the new norm. Um, and yes, we've got used to it. We're looking forward to our next market in three weeks. And then a very big Christmas market in December, which is four days. 
yeah. Talk to me about how you make your money. I mean, you you said on you sort of uh, lecture in the world of finance as well, so uh, you certainly would have line of sight over uh, the margins and everything else that comes with it. Um, how do you guys, as organizers of this, make sure that it's a viable platform that month in and month out can be able to come back and do so sustainably? So what we do is um, we look at the total cost as the market organizer. As I said, I have my own business. I actually make jewelry. Um, and what we do is we look at the cost and we divide it equally across the market. You know, some markets would charge more for a food truck and, or the food people saying they pull more power or whatever. We don't believe in that philosophy at all. We believe that we all complement each other. So we take our total cost, we look at the number of vendors that we accommodate and we divide that cost across everybody and that is how we pay our bill every month and when we have our events so it actually works out very fair um uh when it comes to the costings and that it just puts everyone on a level playing field and then for the smaller people if you're not able to take a full store for example you're welcome to share with someone and for the new people you know many of them don't for example have a card facility then they share with the person they're sharing the store with and the money is just transferred back after the market. So we really encourage um, every all the vendors within the market to work with each other. But we honestly believe our secret is we don't have duplication. You know, sometimes you go to a market and you think, mm-hmm. oh, my word, there's like 15 jewelry stores. We don't do that. We limit each category so that each entrepreneur can own the day and own their category. Mm-hmm. I want us to pause here, Annalise, for a second and uh, take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, let's talk just briefly, I guess, about uh, you know uh, some of the entrepreneurs that uh, have been with you, I guess, uh, from the start, and uh, also for some of the people who are listening in here who might want to exhibit uh, at uh, the locally yours market, uh, how they can get involved as well. But uh, we'll pick up some of those uh, themes on the other side of this brief break. 20 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to the SMME Exchange here on Metro FM Talk on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabonga Kawe. And uh, this evening, for our segment of small business, we're all the way out in uh, Port Elizabeth in Nelson Mandela Bay. And uh, we are in conversation with uh, uh, the uh, uh, locally yours market. Now, it's a monthly market where handmade arts, crafts, and produce from local entrepreneurs are sold. And I'm in conversation with the founder. Annalise Boerta. Now, Annalise, uh, you were mentioning earlier that uh, you certainly get a lot of entrepreneurs who might not have point-of-sale devices, who might not be able to afford, you know, a full stall and might go in and, and share. Uh, one would think that this process has also, I guess, allowed you to sort of uh, note with, um, I guess, a, a very keen eye some of the progress that some entrepreneurs have made uh, from maybe having started out with no point-of-sale device and not being able to afford their own stall to now probably a few markets later uh, being in a position to be able to to do some of those things or, or you would have seen maybe other improvements. Uh, maybe share some of those with us. Sure, it's interesting. Um, and yes, what we do is um, on the application form, um, we ask them, what kind of help do you need? And we, what happens is invariably with our um, vendors is they either end up outgrowing us, and I don't mean that in the next sense, I mean they've moved on, they've been discovered by retailers, we are very blessed, for example, with our local spas who um, have listed a lot of uh, the food items available from the market, which is fantastic to be discovered and then listed. Um, and then we've got our crafters, and we find often we find retailers coming to the market and then sourcing items for their shops um, 
from the actual vendors who in at some stages have said to you their businesses have exploded and they don't come back to the market. And that is not a bad thing. We position ourselves as a launch pad and we're constantly trying to find new people with new ideas. Um, and, uh, you know, not copies of other people's work. We're very, very strict with that. So um, that's all very exciting for us. The other thing I wanted to mention to you was under lockdown, another one of the positives, we had quite a few positives. It gave people time to pause because, you know, you're literally falling from one market into the next event. And particularly in, in our area, June and July is very busy with some of the bigger festivals, including the National Arts Festival. And that didn't happen this year. But it gave the entrepreneurs time to actually do a bit of R&D. And it's amazing, some of the new products that have been developed. For example, we have a, a company called SNA Screen Printing. And they've come up with a whole new hammock range under lockdown. So it's very, very interesting how different businesses actually evolved under lockdown. Quite a few. I mean, one of um, our, our, we have a, a fantastic suites and um, store. And they've opened the most beautiful shop and only stocked local products. And mm. many of those products wow. are on the market, which is nice. It's really nice because not everyone can make the market or visitors come to town. Then they mm. can go to the happiness shop, you know, and they will find the most beautiful handmade items that are locally made. Mm. Have you, have you had any, any interest? Um, sorry about that. Have you had any interest, Annalise, from you know, people who work in the small business ecosystem. It might be public agencies, it might be some of the DFIs right through to even, you know, private commercial banks who might be interested, I guess, in the bankability of some of the entrepreneurs uh, who come there with, uh, you know, I guess, uh, products that clearly, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they think that will be able to resonate with that market. I mean, no one would want to set up a stall if they don't think their product will resonate. Uh, have you had other people, other ecosystem actors coming to you and saying, Let's see how we can tap in and partner in with your network uh, to be able no. at least to, to explore some synergies. No, quite honestly, the answer is no. Not at all? We've, um, not at all. Not, no sponsors, no one's approached us. It's interesting for us. You know, we've, as I said, we're three years down the line now, and we, only the NBDA have actually reached out to us. Mm, 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 mm. That's, that's a shame. I mean, it's uh, very interesting. Yeah, that's a shame. And I think all of the people who are listening into the show, and I know many uh, who listen to the show who are part of this small business ecosystem in the Eastern Cape, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's worth putting that challenge down. And uh, I certainly challenge many of you uh, to uh, go to the market, check them what the market has on offer, check some of the entrepreneurs who are working there, because you're certainly not going to find these entrepreneurs if you're just going to be sitting in your office uh, and hoping that uh, they're going to be coming to you. And maybe, Annalise, before we let you go, last question on my end. Uh, or series of questions, I should rather say. And and how do people who are listening into this, uh, who are in Port Elizabeth or who might be in Alexandria or even, uh, you know, Utenaig, uh, um, you know, Jeffreys Bay or any other part uh, quite close to Port Elizabeth, how do they get involved and how do they make sure uh, that uh, on the one end they can attend, but also for some of those who might want to set up stalls, how do they do so? Sure. So the easiest way to do it is to inbox us on Facebook. Um on the Locally Yours page uh, on Facebook. We also have on our website, which is www.locallyyours.co.za, we have a form you can fill out to say I'm interested to become a vendor, and we then contact you from there. Or they could call us. Um, you could send us, you can, my phone number is on the Facebook page. 
we do have a team of six people, so someone will get back to um, whoever contacts us, and we can pick up the conversation from there. It all, it all starts with a conversation. Always. Mm, mm. And for those, uh, I mean, I guess you'd follow the same route for those who want to uh, set up a stall. Um, care to share some of the price ranges um, of, I guess, setting up a stall here for, for a weekend? Okay, so we're very blessed because the MBDA have assisted us coming out of lockdown um, and realizing that we needed every spare cent um, to put towards products and supply versus store um, rental fees because we pay for the building. So currently now, for the remainder of the year, our market fees for two days is 400 rand for both days. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. And then over and above that, you can actually share that store with somebody. So it works out to 100 mm. rand each. Um, normal fees are, so, are yeah. virtually double that because we do carry, as I said, you know, we have to carry the, uh, the rental of the building. And then for Christmas, our store fees are 1,200 grand for four days. And that's a big one. Okay. As I said to you, it's long days for us, but it's a fantabulous Christmas market. Even Santa will be there. Socially distant, but Santa will be there. <laughs> Anna-Louise, uh, a real pleasure catching up with you. And thank you very much for taking time out uh, to speak to us this evening. And uh, certainly encouraging all of those entrepreneurs out uh, in the Nelson Mandela Bay area. It's only... I mean, 100 rand, 200 rand, 300 rand to set up a stall uh, for two days on a weekend straight after mo month end. I mean, yeah, doesn't get better than this. And uh, Annalise, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Annalise is the founder of the Locally Yours Market and they're all the way out in uh, Port Elizabeth in the Eastern Cape. We'll take a brief break now and uh, we'll continue taking a look at the happenings in our communities. We'll uh, take a look at uh, uh, what's happening in Naledi and Franchhoek. Uh, in Fixburg, just outside uh, uh, the Eastern Free State, or in the Eastern Free State, not far from Lesotho, actually. And uh, we'll also take a look at uh, the uh, SABC Board and Management, who appeared before Parliament earlier on today. And uh, we'll also catch up with the Save Our SABC Coalition's National Coordinator, Tudu Etzang Makuse, under the microscope. Stay tuned.